Wins podcast. My guest today is Ashley. Um, that was really prim and proper, wasn't it? So, what's your surname? I've got you. You're just fisher woman to me. I don't even know that's the oh, right it's term. Mullinger. It's Mullinger. I oh, know. I do know that. I do know that. I do know that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Like all the podcast guests, I came across you via Instagram and through Neil. But I uh, just want to welcome you to the podcast. And yeah. You're my first Lady of the Sea. That sounds weird. Oh. No, it doesn't. I like it. Do you like it? Uh, yeah, I think it sounds good. It sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so to inspire the nation, the nation, I'm a bit presume, presuming there that I'm going to say the global world of She Who Dares Wins. Tell me how you became a Lady of the Sea. Became a Lady of the Sea. Actually, it does sound a bit wrong now. Yeah, okay, we'll change it. We'll change it. How did you get into <laughs> Get into fishing. Uh, yeah. So, uh, 2012. I'll take you back on the journey to 2012. Okay. Um, no, 2012. I booked a fishing trip with people I was working with. I was like, oh, should we do something this weekend? They're like, yeah. I was like, should we do fishing? And they're like, yeah, all right. So it's banged into my computer, Norfolk Sea Fishing. And uh, booked a trip on a charter angling boat and, uh, and went out, out of Wells next to the sea. And of course, the mackerel, great day. And I just had this moment. I was like, I love this place. This is where I want to be. This, this, this is something just hits different, you know? Um, and after that, I mean, obviously it's a very long story, but kind of short. The skipper couldn't get rid of me. Uh, he then got to the point where he was like, Ash, don't bother paying focus trips anymore. Just come out when you want. Um, then the next year, like the next summer, his son, who was crewing for him, went and worked on one of the commercial boats. He's like, I haven't got crew. Will you work for me? And I was like, I have a full-time job in an office. Um, I don't know how I'm going to make this work, uh, but I did. And I like, did every weekend, every bit of like annual leave I had, I took and went to sea. And uh, that worked great. I had a great summer. Uh, then the next summer, I told work that I was quitting if they didn't give me three months off. And they gave me the three months off. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, and I had like best, best fun ever. Um, then I sold that boat, very sad, but he went and worked on a couple of other commercial boats. He went and ran, um, a boat for someone else. And then he bought his own boat in 2016. In 2018, he, I mean, we'd always been in touch throughout that time. I'd go out for the other day when I knew it was going to be like a lovely hot sunny day and I could just chill out and do a bit of fishing and sunbathe and stuff. Um, and then in 2018, yeah, he approached me and said, I can see you're miserable in my office. What do you need to live a week? And I was like, gave him a number and he was like, I can do that. I said, I can't do that. I said, I can't do that job. I said, as much as I want to. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know why I always thought I couldn't. I always, maybe I always thought that because I was a girl, mm-hmm. if I wasn't adequate enough, a man instinctively would try and protect me. In an environment that's potentially very dangerous, in a job that's known to be very dangerous. Yeah. So I don't know whether that stopped me. I was like, look, if I can't cut it because I'm a girl, I don't want a man risking himself because I'm up to scratch. Right. But anyway, I said, look, I can't do it. 
And he said, no, 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 no. He was like, I've got, you know, jobs for you to do a show. I've got bake for you to sort. I've got pots for you to sort, paperwork to help remove. And then on the nice days, you can just come out with us and, you know, basically just do what you want. Give us a hand with the, with anything really. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And I remember leaving, I remember leaving work. Like, I mean, all I've really known is like offices for like the past 10 years. I remember leaving work and all like my old team who I was like managing were like, oh, pressed up against the glass. Like, <laughs> I tell you what, though, I'm so glad I did. What, what, <laughs> what, was, what was the office job? I'm intrigued. So I had a, like, in the last 10 years, I've had like two. Um, I worked for one company for about eight years, and that was, they looked after boilers for social housing. Right. Um, and the, so we had like a, a team of heating engineers, which went all the way from like Lincoln down to over to Corby, down to sort of, Essex, um, and I did loads for that company. I was resident liaison. I did project management. I did troubleshooting. I did training. I did like all sorts of different roles for them. Um, and then the next company was again, it was a, I was a team leader of a load of people that would schedule work for responsive breakdowns for engineers for like instant hot water, boiling taps and things. Um, so it was all kind of like responsive logistics that I was in, which was quite fast paced, quite hectic. But always very stable as well. As a but were they jobs that like you wanted to do, or were they jobs that that you were doing and you enjoyed? But did you always have this sense of there was something else for you? Maybe yes. Um, I don't even know if at the time I really thought about it. I just I knew that I wasn't being challenged in the way that I wanted to be challenged. Mm-hmm. Like the jobs would stress me out. I would work. Like I, would, I would always be in work early. I'd always finish late, or if I didn't finish late, I'd go home and I'd take work home with me. And it was just an existence. I felt like I was just like doing the same thing on repeat every yeah. single day. Get up, go to work, work your nuts off, um, get home, eat, sleep, or eat, wash, sleep, do a little bit of work maybe at some point in the evening. And it was just that every single day, every single day. And to the point where I got to Saturday and Sunday and Sunday night would roll around and I would have had something nice to eat probably. I would have been, like, I'd probably be in front of the telly and I would just get this like feeling of just dread almost like, oh, I've got to start it all again tomorrow. Yeah, like Groundhog Day. Yeah. And I was just like, is this it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is, is this it? Is this what being a grown up is? is? Is this life? It was just existing. I mean, that is like, we've said this before I mean it's like film script stuff isn't it you went on a random trip like did yeah yeah yeah, a random trip and then something so like had you been on a boat before yeah but not like that like pleasure boats when you're like abroad or yeah but it's it's like it's it's so this is what's so interesting is like when you see your work now and you and you I watch your Instagram photos it seems a world away from what you described your previous job was. And yeah. so that so you instantly found something that you connected with. And then like, just what you said there um, about feeling hesitant, obviously it was Nige, right, that took you out. So, so, yeah, yeah. so he saw in you something that, you know, he wanted for you to work on the boat. But yeah. what, when you say you had reservations about being able to hit the mark, did you then start looking and thinking, 
I don't know any fisher like I'm gonna use the right term here. How what do you want to be called? Are you a fisherwoman? Fisher- oh fisherman. Fisherman. If my hand I'm a fisherman. Okay, fisherman. fisherman. Yeah. Okay, so so there's that. There's, you don't instantly like think of other women in the industry. But was it physical? Was it like mental or was it all in your head and actually could you see that the job could be done, you were just putting up barriers? Uh, yeah, I think I think maybe probably the barrier was I probably was making excuses for myself because okay. I it was an industry perhaps I didn't know. Nothing about, like, I just didn't know the industry that well. I, I knew that it could be unstable. I knew that it could be difficult. Um, you know, you think you go into a job every day and you're going to get paid regardless. You're going to get paid regardless. You could do the worst job possible. I mean, I've worked with people. But <laughs> yeah, we all love you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to be mean, but you know, you yeah. could go in and you could fail. No one, no one gets up in the morning wanting to fail, right? Yeah, yeah. But you could, you could go into the into work, do the bare minimum, and still get paid. Yeah. In fishing, that you can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, not an option. Um, and but you know, for that reason, it can be very uh, unstable. As well. yeah. I mean, you're dependent on weather. You yeah. know, you're dependent on actually catching fish you've actually got to find some fish to make some money um so there's a lot of stuff that can be really unstable with your finances like i was used to being paid every month every month every month but this you know it, it fluctuates all the time like some weeks you'll have a good week next week oh i'm skinned. <laughs> uh so that stability is something i've always i've always wanted i knew it was a, probably a great unknown so, so yeah, so that's that's yeah. But then when you so that's so, so, you, so you, me probably holding myself back. Yeah, well, we've all well, we all do it, don't we? But you mm. you get into it. You've got this amazing relationship with Nigel's, like so supportive. Um, mm. That initial start. Were there any blips where you were like, you know, I mean, you route you route in all weathers. Um, yeah. Like, it, it sometimes it scares me when I see you, like, on that little boat bobbing around. I'm like, oh, my God, because I'll be, like, petrified. I'm the worst swimmer in the world. But, and, and it's intense. And, like you say, it's dangerous. It's, like, dirty. It's obviously fishy smelly. Um, is it, was there any point of view which you were, like, or is there still now, like, the days where you're like, fuck, what? <laughs> or is it still, uh, like, no. I mean, you still, no, yeah, you, I can see the joy. So I would kind of, yeah, imagine it is. Some days it's like, oh, I'm not really digging this today because I know what it's going to be. Right. And you know, and like you can sometimes predict the days that you know they're just going to be hard work, but not a lot of reward. So, like, if you know that the weather's going to be a certain direction, um, which you probably will, and it'll be just enough to, and like that's the worst thing when it's really, really shitty. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, of course you are. We say we say any word. There's oh. no word restriction here. We're adults. We can do what we like. <laughs> yeah, it's my podcast. <laughs> Nobody sponsors it, so it's great. We can say what the hell we like. <laughs> About anyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, when the days are going to be shit, like real shit, like the weather's not going to be great, you know that it's going to be like that, and you prepare yourself for that. Right. It's the days when that you know there's just going to be a little bit too much like chip we'll put a little bit too much chip just to make it annoying so it could be an easy day if that wind was just a little bit less but it's just a bit chippy and you know that your pots probably aren't going to be very good because the wind's either been in a certain direction or they've laid too long or something there'll be or there's been a lot of weather on them so they'll be full of mud they're the days that you're like Ugh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> but, 
You have to do them and you don't have a choice because no one's going to do it for you. And you have to have those days. Otherwise, when the pots are clean and they're full and the weather's warm and the sea is flat, you wouldn't appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no, very true words, very true words. And like the whole getting up like mega early, being at the hands of God in terms of the weather, not knowing where financially you might be one week to the next, that's something that you seem to have fully embraced. Um <laughs> I can't control the tide and I certainly can't control the fish. So, But you wouldn't swap it, right? You wouldn't go back. No. Yeah. And I don't think I could. I think, I don't think I could. I think it's changed me as a person. Mm. I don't think I could tolerate the bullshit anymore. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, office politics, they exist. Office politics are a thing. Mm-hmm. And having to to speak to people in a certain way, dare I say it, or use certain language to get people to be more motivated than they might want to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think we could tolerate that anymore. I think there's something re- really raw and primitive about the fishing industry. And everyone pretty much just says what they think. <laughs> it's, just, it's all very straight talking. Which is, a th- I think... I think that's something that I aligned, like, we've aligned on previously. Um, it's something you don't give much thought to, is it? But when you're in an industry full of men or an industry that's really, you know, hard and dangerous and there's so much going on, like, it's so, oh, what's the word? It, it, um, freeing, really, isn't it? It's that you just, yeah. you say shit how it is and, and you get stuff yes. done. And it's so, yeah, yeah. You, you, you don't feel like you go home harboring stuff because you don't have time. I imagine no. on the boat, you've just got to be like, let's get shit sorted. Yeah, and it's like sometimes I'd go back after being like at work, I'd, be, I'd go back and I'd reflect on something like, how could I have done that differently? How could I have changed my language to make some? I don't have any of that shit anymore. It's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> you just got you you just got to think about what snack you can get Nigel next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he thought that those pretzels covered in chocolate were twigging. Which, by the way, I posted that. And then I was like, um, he thought these were twiglets covered in chocolate. I had about six messages from people who thought the same. <laughs> so clearly twiglets just sort their branding out. But actually now I kind of want to dip a twiglet in chocolate to see what that's like. <laughs> it's a bit like, yeah, I should explain to listeners, you have to go and watch um, Ashley's Instagram uh, stories because she shares the boat with Nigel. Is he your boss or partner? He's like business partner. Yeah, yeah. Um, really, yeah. And such a great working relationship. And that's actually something I want to I want to touch on there. Um, do you think obviously this journey wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Nice like getting on board? But traditionally, when you when I view videos and I, I would see Nigel, much like probably outside perspectives of people that I see that I've worked with previously, I'd be like, oh no, like no disrespect, Nigel. Please don't hate me for saying this, but like you know. Oh, not old man. That's wrong. The old tread on his toes here. <laughs> Older man might be grumpy, might be stuck in his old ways. Like, and then you've got to go and work on a boat with just him and you. But he's ch- he changes perceptions because of ha- like how your relationship is so awesome, and he sees you as nothing but equal. Like you're there to do the work. Your partner's in crime. Ah, you say that. Oh, okay, you say okay. That. <laughs> you say that. Right? You go say on. that as nothing but equal. Yeah, yeah. On a boat, there's this, there's a dynamic, okay. and there has to be a dynamic, otherwise it doesn't work. Right. So, skipper and crew, um, 
he's the boss. Uh-huh. Like, and that's a that's more a safety thing than anything else. Okay. So what he says goes. Right. If the shit hits the fan, he's responsible. Okay. I know that. He knows that. Right. If he asks me to do something, I do it. No questions asked because it could be ultimately relating to safety. I remember he and I had a massive row once. Sorry to go off. Um, no, no, this is good shit. Peace. So one time he was hauling pots aboard and there was like a tangle. And he said, what did he say? He said to me, oh, someone's like talking now and being noisy. He said, yeah, there was a, so there was pots and there was a tangle. And he, my dog's just walked in. <laughs> we like intros on this. <laughs> um, there was pots and there was a tangle. He said to me, I can't remember what it was. Get me, it was either a knife or a rope, and I can't remember which one it was. It was get me a, get me a knife, that was it, get me a knife. So I got him a knife, and I wasn't quite fast enough or something, and, oh. or, or I cut something. I had to cut something. Anyway, whatever it was, we ended up losing the pot. So the oh. pot, he cut, I, I either cut the wrong thing, or I didn't get it in fast enough, so he had to cut the pot off, or something like that. Um, do I need to go where it's quieter? Can you hear background noise? No, that's fine. You're cool. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, so we lost the pot over the side. And uh, he, he turned around to me and he was like, when I want something and I'm asking for it, give it to me quicker than you did. Or something like that. He really, really went went at me. And it proper took me back. So I was like, wow, he was proper angry then. And then the rest of the shank didn't talk to each other at all. Like, Silence. And then a bit later, I said, there was no need to talk to me for an eight pound pot. <laughs> I love it. That's that one line and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, it wasn't about the pot. That situation, I could have lost my hand. Ah, okay. Because of like, because like obviously the rope was tight or something like that. I can't remember like the specifics, but he was like, I could have lost my hand. And I was like, right, I'm sorry, I didn't realise that right. at the time. So that's what I mean when there's where that has to be that chain of command yeah, yeah. there. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He says, I do, because if it comes to safety, then that's the way that it is. And I remember being really upset about this fact that he talked to me like that over a pot that was eight quid. <laughs> I was like, but then <laughs> it was that on my hand. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. Yeah, stories like that are so good yeah. because, yeah, and things get heated. You're in a real, like, live situation, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and those, yeah, they make you think, don't they? And, and the good thing is, is that yeah. you've got a good relationship that things are yeah. said, things are and, sorted, and, and you move on. And I learned from it. Now yeah. I know. I, should always, I always know where the knife is. Right. <laughs> I always know that I've got, like, probably four or five bits of rope, um, like, to hand quickly if I need them. Howdy, folks. I really hope you're enjoying this week's episode of the podcast. If you've got time, head over to www.shewhodareswins.com where you'll find a ton of awesome merch, hoodies and tees. You'll also find a bunch of empowering and supportive content for you to soak up, not to mention the show notes for episodes like this one and information on how you can connect to us via social media and also join the private members Facebook group. Be sure to check it out. And in the meantime, let's get back to this awesome episode of the podcast. As a good example of speaking up, like how you feel yeah. or how he felt sorted mm. rather than harboring and then like 
you know, yeah, just things going yeah. on with it, they don't need to. So yeah, that, that, that's pretty awesome. Um, right, let's move on to your love for fish and the yeah. sea industry, because you are so passionate about it. And obviously that's pretty much what you have to be when, when you're out at sea. But yeah. did that come, did you have that interest before you went fishing? Or was this uh, something that has built up over time? I've always, I've always, um, I've always liked the sea. Just sitting there on the big No, you chill out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've always, I've always liked the sea. I've always liked spending time at the beach, um, stuff like that. Did I know that it was, yes, no, I do. I think I have always loved it. Uh, do you know when something's just an unconscious staple in your life? Yeah. You, when you're asked about it, you're like, do you love that thing? And it's like, do you know what? It's just always been there. So the fact that it's always been there pretty much says to me, yes, I really liked it. <laughs> And all, all the social media stuff that's come along, um, you know, you're someone that is that started documenting your journey and a lot of people are interested mm-hmm. in it. And we talked uh, briefly on, you know, other people's attitudes and we should be honest with listeners out there that it's not always the positive. Like the, the news will spin mm-hmm. that it's positive and, yeah, we're trying to get more women into fishing and stuff. But, yeah, you've had um, you've had some negative feedback from those in the industry. Um, and how have, yeah. how, have you, how have you conquered that? Are you, are you just like you just got used to it, or do you fight back? Like how do you how's your way of there's dealing not, with it? To be to be honest, there's probably there's not been that much. I would say of everyone I've had interaction with in this industry, ninety eight percent, if not more, probably ninety eight percent have probably been supportive. That's really good. Um, the ones, yeah. So I try and focus on that instead. It's the fact that like. They're the people that have been supportive. They're the people that matter. That's that's what I focus on. The people that perhaps haven't been as supportive, I'm just trying to ignore it. Yeah. Because there's a reason. that the, the reason is probably something more to do with them than it is to do with me. That's more often on, or not the reason why people are perhaps unkind to other people. I, I think, you know, it's because they've got some, they're, they're insecure with something part of their self or they're not comfortable with an aspect of their own life. That's probably why. And I just think, you know, that's their issue to deal with. I can't help that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's important for those, any, like, girls out there wanting to get into the industry to know, like, I think I've said the, pa- the same in the past, that, you know, probably maybe for me 85% of the time it's amazing um, and, and 85% of the time people that you work for are amazing. There's always going to be that small amount. And uh, several women on this podcast have always said the same thing. They were like, you can work it in an office full of women, and you probably you might get worse attitudes. You might get treated like absolutely. Even. So so you can't look at it as just because it's male dominated, it's going to be horrendous. There are going to be times where you're going to experience things that other people don't experience in female led industries. But so and then there'll be times that you'll experience things in your industry that no one else would know how to deal with yeah. because they've never had to deal with it. Which yeah. is which is and there's really good stuff like the straight talking. Um, the fun, the banter, because that's what mm-hmm. the job is, you know, that's so good about it. So this leads me nicely yeah. onto like experiences that people wouldn't normally have. And like <laughs> one of the things when, when you, like we were chatting, I was like, ah, so like, there's no toilet on the boat. And then you told me, um, if you don't mind sharing this. St- <laughs> no, well, well, let's, let's go. Let's go. The tampon story. <laughs> the tampon story. <laughs> We should probably like, explain uh, the toy. Discretion advised. Yeah. If you don't want to be grossed out, yeah. Like skip a minute or two yeah. or something. Totally. Yeah. If you're here for all the gore, yeah. 
just stick stand, around. Yeah. So, just have a coffee. <laughs> firstly, well, if you're eating your dinner, just, just eat your dinner and then come back to the podcast. But firstly, tell me what, like, explain to me, like you did, how you go to the toilet. Um, <laughs> this <laughs> is a first. <laughs> and then what happened with the with the period thing? Lots of people. <laughs> no, lots of people. Actually, a very few people. The people with the, with the balls say to me. Where did you go to the toilet? A lot of people just don't ask. You just never need the loop. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I just bop. And they're like, what? And like, why don't you go in a bucket? And I'm like, well, why would I want to... The boat's moving already, yeah? Why would I want to sit on a bucket that's then also going to be moving? <laughs> with oil skins, like, around my ankles, restricting my movement even more, while I'm still swaying on a bucket. It's not going to happen. So it's just going to be easier to just bop. And I have different places I can bop, depending on the weather. Nigel is very polite. If it's not a very nice day, he will turn the boat down the weather so that there's no waves coming all over me. So bop yeah, is effectively, so effectively a crouch, just a squat. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just call it a bop. Yeah, just a squat or a bop <laughs> or a crouch, yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> I don't, to be honest with you, I don't even bother going for a wee in the winter because I've probably got three pairs of trousers on. Oil skin, too much fun. Oil skin top. And it just takes about 15 minutes and ain't nobody got time for that. Um, so, yeah, so I just stop. And it's never number two. I just want to point that out. Never number two. Like, because number two, you'd have to hang your bum over the side. And that oh, just okay. doesn't... But just, I mean, Nige does it. The boys do it. <laughs> oh, but I'm not there yet. I can't, I can't deal with that. Like, and, 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 like... <laughs> I will never go in the sea again. Sometimes it's not even a toilet roll. You have to find an old rag if, like, someone needs to go. And it's never me. They either like, oh, we've got the old rags on here. <laughs> oh, no, I have to use a sock. <laughs> oh, God. But there are certain times of the month when you cannot avoid, you know, I can't, you know, one week of the month, I can't turn around and say, yeah, I can't do any work this week because I've got a visit from me out blow. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to happen. And, so, and it always seems to happen. Like, it always seems to be like, when the weather's really bad, mm-hmm. it's the first day of the flow. And uh, it's like, why? Why? <laughs> the gods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I've never had a problem in the past. I've never had an issue. I can normally just get everything refreshed, um, nice and easily, uh, quickly, discreetly. But twice this has happened now, where I've <laughs> <laughs> so I've gone to change um, said item and thrown said item overboard, which I agree probably not the most environmentally friendly thing in the world. But what, else what are you going to do? do? Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, and. A seagull picked it up, and the seagull <laughs> picked it up by the string, and he looked so pleased with himself, flying around. And then all his mates came over, and they started arguing over it, so he dropped it, and then one of his other seagull mates got it. And, yeah, and I just think they thought, what is that? Like, they thought it was a tasty snack. It's <laughs> not a tasty snack. I mean, look. <laughs> And the whole time, did Nige see this or any of the guys? Well, no, the first time, like, I turned around, it happened, and was absolutely crying with laughter. I he turned around, like, what's going on out there? 
And I was like, that seagull's close to the top. <laughs> and he turned around, didn't it? And he was like, oh, that's disgusting. I'm to be a seagull. Nearly any old shit. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> literally. Yeah, so, and then, like, when it happened again a couple of months later, I started laughing again. And I was like, the seagulls have done it again. <laughs> I mean, it's a good job we weren't close to the shore. Could you imagine some family on the beach having their, uh, their like, lovely holiday and that landing on the sandcastles? Now, if this is not a perfect advertisement as to why you should get into fishing, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Real, you know, it's yeah, the real, it's the real life. And these are these are like good, sto- like I love the good stories. Like these are times that you're never going to forget. You're going to have so many boat stories, like yeah, and yeah, and because <laughs> the industry, like yeah, you have to. There's just, just too many. The industry's so like funny. That I imagine there's the characters are very similar to construction and just mental. You get all walks of life. Before we were talking, I um, I just was looking back at the photos. I looked at one from May last year. And I remember, I think my oil skins were leaking. I was like, do a new pair. And they'd gotten so bad that that day that, that I was soaked through, like my clothes were straight, like soaked through. And like, I think we had some new, new rags that day. And I found like a bed sheet in it, like a double bed sheet. So I took my clothes off, dried them on the rail, like on the boat, and uh, put a bed sheet around me. <laughs> And then, like, belted it up with twine, like the twine that we used to, like, fix pots and stuff. And, like, twine belt optional. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. No wonder, no wonder you are, like, the poster girl for, you know, social media and the fishing industry. Because, yeah, you just, I don't know, you're perfect for it. You, you tell it how it is, how it, you know, the real deal as such. I was off social media for so many years. Like, I actually made an active decision to leave social media in, like, 2016. Right. I was like, I'm not sure I like this place. I don't know if I like what it's becoming. I don't know what it... I don't know if I like what it's making me. Yeah, yes. And so I actually came off all social media. Because I found myself, in any spare moment, just scrolling. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, I could be so productive with this time that I'm scrolling. But instead, I'm looking at pictures of breakfast. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I came off it, but then I started Instagram and I was like, actually, I'm really enjoying this because this is about my work and mm-hmm. something I'm really passionate about and what I love. And it's, and it's just that. And I just keep it as that. And that's nice because I think that we, you know, as a, I was going to say as a nation, but actually the entire world, we yeah. share yeah, yeah. everything yeah. now and share so much that actually we don't get to keep anything for ourselves. So yeah. You know, I think, yeah, so it's a good way of looking at it. It's a good way of seeing it as a tool, you know, for sharing, whether it's memories or, like, in your case, you're going to be helping to inspire so many other women that, you know, maybe want to get into the industry or think, oh, like, maybe I maybe I should go out on a boat for a day and see if it's something I like. There's there's so many, you know, things that, yeah. industries that women don't go into because they just don't see other women doing it. Um, uh, exactly, but it's it, the trouble is with this industry as well. It's so difficult to get into. Yeah. So it's not like I can just take anyone with me for the day because by law they have to have a qualification. That qualification is going to cost them one hundred and seventy pounds in a day's course. Yeah. And and that's to even you wouldn't even know if you liked it. Yeah, yeah. That's 
before you even go, and it's a very marmite job, you know. Yeah. Um, so what you're is? You're gonna love it, or you're gonna hate it. That that will be. That's kind of like my like final question for you. Really, is mm-hmm. someone's out there? There's a young girl, or even someone like in the teenagers, or you know, even someone that wants a career change. They're seeing your stuff, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Shit, mate! I like. I think I could do that, or I would like to mm-hmm. try that." They're, like most industries, there are boundaries, like you say. That it's normally a health and safety yeah. boundary, which that is. It is, yeah. Um, overcoming those barriers, and you you overcame so many because you made the decision to leave your job. Like there was a lot of things on the line there. So what what advice yeah. would you give to someone that is thinking it but hasn't quite made the move yet? I would um, see. I would recommend perhaps the way in that I took. Okay. Like maybe go and book, go and actually spend some time on a boat. Like maybe go and book a fishing trip. Mm-hmm. Spend a day on the boat. See if you actually like it. See if you're seasick. Yeah, see I would be. Yeah. yeah. See if you like the environment. Um, see if you like being cut off from the rest of the world. You know. See if you can deal with not having phone signal. Um, although that said, phone signal is pretty good. See now. Um, but, you know, go and perhaps do that. But, I mean, anyone, if any girl was really, really serious about it, then have a look into it. You know, look at, um, go and, there's a couple of papers, get a licensing. Um, there's one on Instagram that I've just started to help try and recruit people in the industry. Talk to me, like, by all means, anyone, if they wanted to drop me a line and actually ask some real brutal, honest questions. I'll give them brutal, honest answers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then if, if someone was really serious, then go and have a look at doing your sea survival ticket and I would take them out. I would take them out of them for the day to see if they like it. Um, or if they weren't, like, logistically, they couldn't do that. Then I know of uh, quite a lot. I've got a good network of fishermen around the coast and fishermen that I could perhaps recommend and say, look, go and talk to this guy or, you know... They'll, they'll take you out for the day, see how you get on, you know? Yeah, that's that's amazing. And I think, um, yeah, some great advice. Like you said, your route in was that route, so why yeah. not? You know, it could potentially work for so many others. All right, well, yeah. I don't want to take too because you, you really do work long hours and hard, and um, I don't take too much of your evening. You deserve bath time. Um, but what is, what what's in the future for you? Like, what, you know, are you, are you yeah, what, what's, what's the... a lot. Like, what's in the future? What's in the future? You can say nothing. Oh, you could say just day by day. Plan. <laughs> Do you know what? Lady of the sea. The lady of the sea. Yeah. plan. Haven't got one, actually, because mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying where I am right now. Uh-huh. So, like, I'm not going to force anything. Just yeah, yeah. see what happens, see what, see what comes up. But you've, you've got your own boat now, right? Is that right? You've got yeah. your own... Yeah. yeah. Skipper's ticket, Skipper's ticket is on the card. Okay. Um, not that I really, not that I want the responsibility. I just want the ability. Right. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not someone that, some people are really, like, natural. I don't want to say a leader, because mm-hmm. that's the wrong word. Some people empowered mm-hmm. by being the person that someone looks up to, being a responsible person, someone... Some people really, really thrive on that. I don't, I don't need that. I don't need people looking up to me to keep them safe. I'd like to have the ability, not the responsibility. No, I like it. I like it. But equally, is it like pilots? You've got a main pilot and a co-pilot, but 
it would always be an advantage to have a third pilot because three people that are qualified if anything goes wrong is that a thing or it, it, it is but on a but on a boat you only have one skipper otherwise the, it gets very complicated right um does that does that make what is it um someone said to me the other day there's only one ship that doesn't work out sea and i was like what's that and he said a partnership <laughs> i love it <laughs> yeah but that's because you have one person who's responsible for um for your safety right you know? okay one person there's only one person that can make that call if if it came down to it and the shit's really hitting the fan there's only one person that can make that call to abandon ship. Do you know what I mean? It yeah, can't be, yeah. oh, but it could be, but no, I think this, but no, I think that's one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that, like you yeah. say, that's a lot of responsibility. And and like you say, it's nice to know that you've got the ability, but you don't, or it's like people that go into management. You don't always have to go into management, but sometimes it might be nice to know that you can do it. But if it's not yeah. for you, then 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 so it, it doesn't matter, does it? Like it's, yeah. 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 That's amazing. And it keeps your story exciting because... You don't really have a plan, and and I guess you never had a plan to get into fishing, no. and it's led you to this point. So why not just let? Yeah. let so yeah, in. I mean, um, Nigel's now pushing for me to take the boat by myself one day this year. Okay. Um, like as me as the boss. <laughs> and so, I, so you on your oh, you would have crew, right? Okay. Yeah, not on my own. Okay. So, like, I would have crew, but it can't be him. You see what I mean? It has to be. Someone else, so it might be perhaps one of his sons. I would probably feel like they would step back and let me. <clears throat> so I don't know. Or I might find someone completely random <laughs> um, that's, that's qualified, obviously. Um, but yeah, and just he wants me to take the boat for the day. He's like, I think you need to take it by yourself. And I'm like, oh. and he was like, but think how think how proud you feel when you're done. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love. I love Nigel for that. Like that's such good. It's like not pushy, but he's be, he's like your cheerleader. He's like, come on, like yeah. And to be fair, I mean, we were sat in the pub at the time with another fisherman, and he was like, yeah, you're right. Actually, you do need to know. You do need to know. And there was another fisherman that was saying that as well, and I was like, actually, that's quite nice to hear. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Like, listen, thanks so much for your time. Like, it's always so much fun talking to you because well, you're just a barrel of laughs, but equally someone that is massively passionate. Um, about your industry and your job so so many people are being inspired by you so yeah thanks and keep it not that you need it from me I mean when you've got Dermot O'Leary dropping into your DMs you don't need little old Michelle going keep going on Ashley but you know what I mean right big respect big respect oh no that's not the case I love I love little old Michelle <laughs> right I'm going to let you get your bath um, and yeah we, we'll think it's a good job you don't have smell of it <laughs> Well, everyone has to go. I'll put all your links and stuff in the description. Um, and there's going to be, we'll do like a teaser here. I hate it when people tease, but there's going to be something bigger from both yourself and I coming to the media world as she does wins. Um, so excited. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for giving me your time. And we're going to chat real soon. Are you at sea tomorrow? Uh, what day is it tomorrow? Yes, but I'm having a fun day out tomorrow. Nice. Well, enjoy your day and enjoy the weekend and uh, take care. Um, I will. I'll be working all of it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, take care, mate. Bye. I'll see you. Bye. Bye.